Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! Bicycles, tricycles, ice cream, candy, lollipops, popsicles, licorice sticks, Solomon, brandy, raggedy, andy, tweedledum and tweedledee, home free. This week on Jordan Jesse Go, the crazy homeless people outside of Jen Kirkman's house, a brand new Would You Rather, and a battle of the actors with African names. Let's go. Welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. We are live uh, on the scene of a house fire, a horrible tragedy. <laughs> Yay, save the photo albums. <laughs> One time my uh, girlfriend's, this is, we're getting back into tragedy territory, but one time my girlfriend's uh, parents' house burned down, Mm -hmm. and um, they didn't know why it was for a long time, and then they found out that their neighbor uh, had breakers in her house, Mm -hmm. you know, electrical breakers. Sure. And she had, one of them was overloaded, and it kept turning off. And she would go and turn it back on. And she knew she understood that part of what a breaker is and does. Um, and then she just, once it, one time it was just she'd turn it on and it would come back off. And she'd turn it on and go back off, right, because it was overloaded. Mm-hmm. And she got annoyed, so she turned it on and, and held it on. Ah. And then, uh, like, three houses burned down. Cool. <laughs> way to go, lady. <laughs> yeah, way to burn down everyone's house. Oh. Gosh. Um, Smooth move, X-Lax. Okay, we have... Jordan, you put a very important poll on the uh, Jordan Jesse Go message board that I feel like bears addressing. Yes, this is a very very important uh, topic to me, and that's who is better, Shiwatel Ejufor or Jaimon Hansu? Now, we should clarify uh, who these guys are in case... In case you in case you don't think you're familiar with Chiwetel Ojefor or Jaimon Hansu, you probably are. Um, uh, well, actually, Jaimon Hansu just got nominated for an Oscar, so you so, probably so know Jaimon Hansu. Uh, he, he was in Amistad. Uh, that's what I saw him in, and he was nominated. What was he nominated for an uh, Oscar for? Blood Diamond. He plays African guy in mm-hmm. most movies, and Chiwetel Ejufor. Um, he played Denzel Washington's sidekick in Inside Man. He played the uh, the villain, the kind of unnamed villain in Serenity. And uh, he was the guy who didn't suck in the Woody Allen movie Melinda and Melinda. Exactly. And he's, you might you might recognize uh, Jaimon Hansu for being kind of lanky and uh, kind of beautiful man looking. He used to be, uh, he used to be in my, I've done a little research on Jaimon Hansu. Uh-huh. And he used to be a male model, like he was a male model and then got into acting and it turned out he was really good. Kind of spectacularly uh, beautiful guy. And Chiwetel Ojefor is very handsome and very blockheaded. Mm-hmm. If I could use one word to describe him, it would be blockheaded. Yeah, flat. He usually has like a flat top haircut in movies. Yeah, he's got. It he, looks really good in it. Like not. Yeah, you know, it doesn't look dopey. He's really super shocking in how handsome a man that is that blockheaded could be. You know what I mean? So I have a strong opinion on who's better, but I don't really want to weigh in yet. I want people. You're to not going to weigh in. Well, maybe we can wait. 
and then I mean, you can, I can I can weigh in if you think it'll help the discussion. I feel like if we're not if we're not offering our opinions, nobody else is going to feel like offering their opinions. I mean, this is a divisive issue, and we have to show that we're brave enough to you know say what we feel. Okay. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm in the Shiwatel camp. I think Shiwatel at Ju Four is the thinking man's Jaimon Hansu. Um, not that he doesn't do good work. I just think that you know. Uh, for my for my movie going buck, which which is uh, you know which stretches less far these days uh, because of these expensive movie prices. Oh man, tell me about it. And then once you buy your popcorn and candy, bam, it's fifty the bucks, fifty bucks. Um, I should just buy the DVD and stay home. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but yeah, I'm I'm in the Shuatel camp, and uh, I don't think uh, anything will make me leave that camp. You know, I have seen. Uh, I saw Amistad. And enjoyed it. Thought it was very earnest mm-hmm. and effective. Is probably the words I would descri- use to describe it. Um, and I thought uh, Jaiman Hansu was fantastic. Man, he was just really great. Yeah. And uh, he's obviously a captivating screen presence. Shuatel is a chameleon, though. You know, he is he plays a lot of He plays a lot of different roles, and he plays them plays them all very effectively. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say, when I saw Melinda and Melinda, the Woody Allen movie, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't say everyone was terrible in. No, I, that was an exaggeration. That was an but exaggeration. most people were terrible in it. Yeah, that's true. And um, there was a good Wallace Shawn performance. For yeah, instance. I mean Wallace Shawn's great in pretty much anything. Sure. Um, did you know that he's like a multi gajillionaire? Like he's like an he's like you know how somebody is like a, a dole heiress or something like oh, that. Yeah. Wallace Shawn is a something or other oh, heir, like a energizer heir. Or something. Yeah, he's like that's a multi gajillionaire for something. Anyway, I thought Chiwetel Ojefor was spectacular in that movie. Like he totally blew me away. I was like, who is this guy, and why isn't he an enormous movie star? Like why isn't he in every at least every art movie? I mean, he doesn't look like he. He doesn't. We would hardly pass for you know your average action star. Mm-hmm. But jumping from platform to platform, I don't know if I would buy that. But uh, doing that karate dance thing. What's that thing called? They did in the James Bond. Oh, parkour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you thinking of gun kata? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm thinking of Jim Kata. No, I was thinking. I was thinking of gun kata, the, uh, the Whoa, gun martial is... art that uh, appears in uh, the films of Kurt Wimmer. Wait Wilmer? a minute. Which is better, gun kata or gym kata? I almost certainly gym kata. Gun kata kind of sucks. Okay, so I I was ready that's to a, say... Oh, that's another topic. Just post that on the forum right now. Gun kata or gym kata. Okay, but but uh, uh, an astute an astute forum person mm-hmm. uh, named... Um, uh, who is it? I think it was... Um, ah. It was, it was Rachel. Rachel on the forum added something that I thought was very interesting. She said, what about Adewale Akinuye Agbache? <laughs> now, I what didn't... About him? I wasn't immediately familiar with Adewale Akinuye Agbaje's <laughs> oeuvre. Um, but I looked him up on the IMDb, and uh, he's on the television show Lost. 
Okay. Uh, he plays Mr. Something or other. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, Mr. Echo, I want to say. Okay. Um, and he's probably best known, at least to me. I guess he's probably best known for being on Lost. I've just never seen Lost. But he's probably best known for being on the uh, television program Oz. He played the character Adebisi. Okay. Which I don't know if you remember when our friends uh, uh, Dan Grayson, composer of Maximum Fun, and Big Time Gene O'Neill were completely obsessed with Oz. But all they talked about was Adebisi. <laughs> Just constant. Adebisi, Adebisi this, Adebisi that, Adebisi this, Adebisi that. And uh, I have no doubt that they would be strongly in the corner of Adewale Akanuye Agbaje. Mm. And another thing that I thought was worth considering was former NBA center Yinka Dare. <laughs> He's not an actor. <laughs> Granted. <laughs> But I always liked him because he went like an entire like he went like a, an entire like two seasons of his career before he had his first assist because he was like physically incapable of passing. <laughs> like all he was was like a, just a giant guy. Like that was the only thing he was good at in all of basketball was being a giant guy. But I'm willing to throw him out or throw him into a separate contest with Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> but and I think the I think the center of this story is that you and I are both hearty advocates of Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah. But I if, we, and if his people are listening to this, he can come on the show anytime. Absolutely. And heck, you know, Jaimin Hansu, uh, Adewale Akinuye Agbaje, yeah. if you guys want to defend your honor, then, uh, uh, you know, you're welcome to come on the show. Our, our hearts and Make minds are open to Make a case for yourself. You. Yeah, I mean, even if We're you're... We're not saying you're not good. Right. We're exactly. just saying that you're no Shiwatel Ejufor. Yeah, I mean, granted, Jaime and Hansu, you don't get nominated for an Oscar for nothing. No. You know what I mean? God, God bless you for it. You know what I mean? I liked Amistad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm all over Chiwetel Ejufor. I love that guy. That yeah. guy's like my new favorite movie guy. Yeah, I mean. I'm top ten anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can vote on the forum or give us a call and tell us what you think in this horrible battle. Um, uh, of the of the movie stars who have uh, complicated African names, <laughs> and we should clarify the reason we've lumped all of these guys together in a contest is because we are racists. <laughs> yes. So let's just I know just get that out of the way. I know that's out of style these days, but it is because we are horrible racists, and we think all people with African names are the same, <laughs> and we we feel the need to rank them. Can I talk about one other thing before we get to the actual meat of the program? And we have sure. uh, we have a return engagement from Jen Kirkman, as well as a red-hot Would You Rather coming up on the show. But I want to talk about the High Five Contest. We've been plugging along with the High Five Contest, and I feel like this week we had a breakthrough. It's getting really intense. We posted pictures uh, two weeks ago of high fives between myself uh, and nobody, Jordan and nobody, and Mike Furman of Hard and Firm and nobody that were designed specifically so that people could, you know, like people could could uh, uh, Photoshop something into them. And uh, that was when the Lisa Frank explosion happened. <laughs> I, I have never, I had never before in my life high-fived a cartoon unicorn. Now you have. I feel like the greatest man in the world. <laughs> My heart is exploding with delight at the fact Ugh. that I high-fived a cartoon unicorn. Jordan, what did you high-five again? Uh, flipping seal, I believe. I believe it was a flipping seal, indeed. And Mike Furman is high-fiving some sort of happy whale. I think it's an orca of some kind, yes. Mm -hmm. And um, even, uh, you know, the, the high-five 
Photoshop operation has been going on. Robo Randy, who had previously posted some cool high fives already, also posted a high five of you uh, high fiving that kind of furry toaster animal. Yeah, uh, that you can that you can buy at the giant robot store. Yeah, his name apparently Domo Coon. Yes, that, so that's really cool. That I mean, definitely like definitely the Lisa Franks opened up uh, you know some new doors for creativity and uh, and people are responding. Yeah, I mean we've got Ape Lad has posted pictures of him high fiving a statue. Someone named K Head eight 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 has posted all kinds of awesome high fives, including. A double child high-five, which is her holding one child and high-fiving another <laughs> child, which I think is pretty spectacular. Yeah, double points for that one. So, um, uh, so yeah, do, do you want to run down the prizes again? Oh, yeah, we got all whistle? kinds of awesome prizes. And I added a prize this week. So okay. we've, got, um, we've got the T-shirts from SneakMove. This T-shirt from SneakMove.com, which is a picture of Stephen Colbert and the president, and it says... Uh, we're not uh, we're not space nerds. Uh, brainiacs on Bra- the nerd. Patrol. We're not brainiacs on the nerd patrol. Um, they're also donating some of their cool music. They also have a little boutique music label there at thesneakmove.com. Uh, we've also got a copy of the book I Killed: True Stories of the Road from America's Top Comics, which is uh, hilarious stories of the road that includes a lot of comedians that have been on The Sound of Young America. Um, we've also got a Sound of Young America t-shirt for each of the top three finishers. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. And you know what? I'm going to add a prize. Okay. Anybody who enters the High Five contest and emails me their address, jjgo at MaximumFun.org, uh, gets Sound of Young America stickers for free in the mail. Fair enough. Any person who enters the contest, you have to enter the contest with a legitimate High Five <laughs> photograph. <laughs> but all you have to do to get free stickers in the mail, and I'll pay for the stamp, is enter the high five contest. It's at uh, flickr.com slash groups slash maximum fun picks. And if you're not on the web 2.0 bandwagon, by the way, Flickr is spelled without an E. F-L-I-C-K-R. Because uh, that's how you copyright it. And the grand prize is the uh, is the SCTV DVD. Oh my god, I completely forgot about it. And if you finish first, you get a box set of SCTV, the best of the early years DVDs, courtesy of our friends at the Shout Factory, which is a great... Uh, you know, they put out a lot of cool stuff on DVD. Yeah, they really do. Good for them. We'll be back in just a minute on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Welcome back to Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, comedian Jen Kirkman. How are you, Jen? I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. You know, I said comedian, also blogger, internet blogger. Total blogger. Internet blogging sensation. I have to say that your blog is the only personal blog that I have ever read and enjoyed. The only blog where somebody just writes about something that happened to them. Thank you. Do, but I wonder, if, if I was blogging like that... Yeah. I would just be terrified that people wouldn't be interested in it. Oh, I don't care if they are or not. And that's that's the key. Because I, I don't know if they are. I have a bunch of subscribers. I don't know if they actually read it. Um, but I just do it. I don't even know why I do it. Because I used to hate those diary ones, too. Where, like creepy girls talking about <laughs> <laughs> people that probably reading it you know but um yeah I, those those are the funniest ones i think is the blogs that are clearly like faux candid like oh you're obviously reading this like yeah saw the boy today you oh, know and then like oh you know 
I got, you know what, what though? What is he thinking? Those have really, I got linked on a blog, and I don't mean to be negative about it because it seemed like a nice blog, but a blog about being a mom, mm. just just about being a mom. I got, The Sound of Young America got linked. She just mentioned that she had gone out for a walk and listened to The Sound of Young America, and she linked The Sound of Young America in the blog, right? And I got more new subscribers from being mentioned that she listened to me while she was going out on a walk with her baby uh, on this mm. mom-related blog than I did from when I was in uh, when there was a feature on the show in, in USA Weekend Magazine, which goes to <laughs> 28 million people. It's like people get people get really intensely connected to the people that they read the social lives of on the internet. Yeah, she probably has a community of moms that read it. Yeah, and maybe they're not blog savvy, and they're like, "How does she do it?" <laughs> <laughs> I bet she took a class. <laughs> I love to take classes. She's, she's gets me out of, the of her house. time. I kind of want to take a class. Have we talked about this at all? Well, I think we have talked about it a few times. The, the older I get, um, now that I'm a, an adult, I feel like compelled to take a class. And I guess I should really take improv class. You guys actually are in the same improv uh, herald group at the UCB. Yeah. But I, I kind of think, well, maybe I should take an improv class. But then I'm like, no, I want to take Spanish. Or like, I want to take a cooking class. Because yeah, I, I don't count like improv as a class, but I know what you mean like pottery or yeah. sewing because I don't know how to sew or yeah. pottery. I just want to meet some new people. I want to learn a, I want to learn a skill. Like, I want to be able to do something. Like, I, well, there's nothing, like, I'm a bright guy, and, like, I guess I, my, I have the skill of podcasting, but that's not a real skill. Like, I want to learn woodworking or something. You can do it. There's learning annex and adult ed and yeah, all kinds of stuff. I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of, I was looking, I actually spent yesterday looking at the Los Angeles City College uh, website trying to figure out what kind of class I could take. You should do it with a friend. Don't meet new people because they're going to be creeps. Really? <laughs> yeah, and you'll regret it. Have you it. had that experience before? No, but I can only assume. I'm you not going to get burned again by showing up alone places. This always creeps. Well, but I, I don't, I mean, who, who am I going to, Jordan, do you want to take a class with me? You've got a busy schedule already. I, it depends. Well, here's, I mean, uh, kind of going back to what Jen said about improv class not feeling like a class. I mean, yeah, I take, I take you know, plenty of improv class, but I mean, it's, it's just, you see the, the you know, the, the people you see around and out you see yeah. they're they're the people you're taking the improv class with and uh but i mean yeah i mean i guess a, a selling point to me would be like oh just meeting you know meeting a nice guy who works at a hardware store or something if but, it was a reasonable adult who already had their life together and wasn't gonna glom onto you and try to be your best friend <laughs> that would be fun like if me and some elderly women doing some sewing would love that right yeah uh, <laughs> So to answer your question, yes, I, I will consider taking a class with you. I would like to learn how to quilt, but it seems very time-consuming. Mm. You know, I think a quilt is a beautiful thing to have made, but I'm not prepared to do the stitching. Maybe knit? I don't know. Knitting is so cliched at this point. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the uh, semi-ironic knitting world has so overtaken any knitting that someone could actually do in earnest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like It's like, look at this thing I knitted out of a 70s pattern book. <laughs> I know how to crochet, too. <laughs> I'm such an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Stitching, bitch. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. Although I would like maybe take, like to take an knitting class, you know, to meet a nice girl with some horn room glasses and a, and a new mm-hmm. length skirt. I know you would. That, I mean, that's <laughs> maybe a, some Converse All-Stars. Is that your sure. type? Huh? Is that your type? Uh, well, you know. 
knitting class? Yes. Yes. He's always yeah. talking about. I'm always, I just right now I just hang around in front of the knitting class and yell at <laughs> yell at girls as they're coming out of it. They so love yeah, that. <laughs> nice little hat, huh? Ooh, what gauge are those needles? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't something creepy. Got got the new Bones Imagine album. <laughs> yeah. Want to come listen to it in my van? I have a record player. <laughs> Sounds better on vinyl. <laughs> I want something that I could really like do something with. Like I want to build something. I mean, you. We were talking on a previous show, Jordan, about when you built a fence by your mother's house. Right. Building or making oh. something is like fundamentally like the most satisfying thing you can do. I think. Yeah, it's I, great. I, I'd like to repair a car. What about that? I'd like to be able to replace my spark plugs or something. I don't want to do any class where it feels like my fingers would get pinched. <laughs> <laughs> that's my main concern. So I don't. That yeah. sounds like a that would be. I, I would just always be afraid of that in the class. I you wouldn't couldn't be take able a to... sewing class with the machine going up. No, and down. no, no, oh no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> or a <laughs> sliding glass door sliding class. You know, I my friend of mine, uh, one of my best buddies in high school, went to this really fancy private high school called Lick Wilmerding in San Francisco, <laughs> and at Lick Wilmerding, he took. I swear to God, I know, name. right? It's it's a and it's a totally See, ridiculous I, I, the, name. The high school I went to was called Capo, uh-huh. and people called it Crapo. Uh-huh. That's uh, cute. Junior high, new heart, they called it new fart. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why, what do you do with Lick Wilmerding? I'll tell you. It's already right there. <laughs> you just like the thirteen year old is just like. <laughs> there comes a certain point, like when I I remember when I was applying for high schools when I was uh, thirteen, I I applied there, and my mom consistently called it Lick Wilmer Dick and I, could, <laughs> and I could never tell like I eventually it became a joke but I think for a long time she was just she just couldn't imagine that it would have that name but not be called Lick Wilmer Dick and just she wasn't she couldn't get her head around that idea anyway so my buddy went to this uh, fancy private high school and uh, he took a class in stained glass <laughs> Good. In high school. And you know what he made? Stained glass. Oh, I was, I was going to say making or appreciation. Yeah, it was a stained glass appreciation class. They went to various Gothic cathedrals in Europe <laughs> sure. and um, discussed George and the Dragon. Um, no, he made, uh, he made a stained glass window. That was like the project in the class. And he made it of, this is like the dorkiest thing you could ever, he made a stained glass. Oh, let me glass. guess, let me guess. Dorkiest stained glass you're um, not going to be able to guess it it's do- oh, it's too dorky his quake clan no it was um it Mouse was the, the logo <laughs> the logo of the florida marlins which oh, was his favorite baseball team which i think is probably dorkier than uh even you know like if you made uh a stained glass of your D character or something like that like the florida marlins like I, w- let me be clear i'm not from florida Oh, then, yeah, that's a little bit... It's not the local team. That's queer. Yeah, it totally was. His favorite player was Jeff Conine. <sighs> anyway, on the on this subject of your um, blog, Jen, the, <laughs> as long as we're talking about your blog, um, w- one of the topics that has become a, a, a sort of a leitmotif in, in your blog lately is an obsession <laughs> with a homeless couple that lives outside of your house. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with a homeless couple living outside your house. They need somewhere to live. They're homeless after all, Jen. Well, they have a drug problem, and that's where my intolerance starts to rev it up a notch. Uh-huh. And 
Then there was a black widow spider on our back porch, and I feel uh-huh. like somehow that's their fault. I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this spider was intense. Like, like when you do drugs, you expel them from your body? Like when you inject heroin? Just, you create a negative energy, and okay. the spider feels like this is my place. Right. And it had all this stuff in its web, like little, like, plastic peanuts that you use for packing and <laughs> crack rocks yeah and like a tire it had so many things in its web i just felt like it, it wouldn't have trash to put in its web if it wasn't for these people a big spleef <laughs> what's a spleef it's joint a dube oh yeah sorry it's like you know what it's like what your art teacher would call yeah right like a weird a old hippie um yeah so they're there and they live in a tent and it's just that they're every morning Every night and every morning, I wake up to them fighting. Uh-huh. And I, I well, what kind of fighting? Like, like Sid and Nancy, <laughs> but ten times worse. Like, <laughs> because they're not a, they're not a vital part of America's cultural heritage. <laughs> yeah, it's worse because they're not famous and is skinny. No, it's um. They're all right. I can't say swears, right? Yeah, you can, you can say can, swears. Oh, it's a podcast. Yeah, I don't want to upset the blogging mom. Um, but the. Uh, he he, his big thing he likes to yell is, "Are you a whore? Are you a fucking cunt? Pick one." That's how I wake up some mornings. <laughs> pick. Why does she have to pick one? I don't know. <laughs> what we call it Sophie's choice, I think. <laughs> so she's like, rah, 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 and she's yelling, and then he's like, "You got high without me." That's usually what they. <laughs> he's really into togetherness right we took vows but oh they're married by the way but he usually yells you got high without me at night Uh uh-huh and then uh, so they live in a tent and they're just expanding like what kind of tent is it like a expensive like it's like a nice camping yeah like they can zip up the front door wow yeah and is it but how can they have it what i don't understand is how can they have a tent that's sort of stationary like why well like, because yeah. typically, you know, there's, you know, police... Lo- <laughs> Good work, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> Way to break the microphones. Because <laughs> um, typically, police, like, will bother homeless people to such an extent that they'll go, you know, in a shelter. Although I understand no. that... I thought in my impression of Los Angeles police's relationship with uh, relationship with the homeless was that they like sent them to uh you know, they like sent them to a, a rival hospital mm-hmm. in a, in a taxi cab that's some big story that's going on right now on the radio is like oh. hospitals like a, the police just drop the homeless people at the hospital and the hospital the hospitals have like contracts with cab companies to like send them to other hospitals oh. to make them deal with them and then I thought they all like were corralled in Santa Monica and uh, in Skid Row, an actual literal place in Los Angeles. I couldn't believe that for about six yeah, months after I moved here. Yeah, it's a real here. place. Yeah, I, I thought that that's what they did. I thought here in Los Angeles, the deal was just like homeless people, they just have something akin to, uh, you know, a snowplow that just moves them to this <laughs> one cordoned off area. Well, in general, I'm very sympathetic to the cause, and I used to do volunteer work with the homeless, but when you have a specific couple that you just uh-huh. you know them so well you can no longer just see them as homeless what, do it's you just, know their names the guy's name is jason uh-huh. and i don't know what her name is but the police are like the keystone i always say it's like when a black comic makes fun of a white cop and you're like uh-huh. well that's their perspective but no it is like that like i call the police almost three nights a week and they come and then they get mad at me because they get there so late 
that nothing's going on. But <laughs> this tent is still there with the garbage can outside and the welcome mat and the dog and the homeless guys out front. Wait, there's a welcome mat? They have a welcome mat now. <laughs> that seems that seems just like a like a fuck you. Well, you know, it's a mat. fuck you to yeah yeah. I guess if I they it got personally. it if they got it at IKEA, you can get them for like a dollar. Well, I'm not saying it's how much it sentiment. how much it costs. Yeah, yeah well, but the... homeless people love IKEA. That's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> right? Because you could get tea lights there. Just like you get a huge thing of tea, you know those little oh, yeah, candles for like 99 for like 99 so. cents. If I was homeless, I'd be all over it. And <laughs> also easily breakable wine glass. They like, don't need candles. They have electricity now. It's a, too. It's a well known fact that homeless people love lingonberry drink. <laughs> Wait, they have electricity? Yeah, they they How did they get electricity? They That's live, not true. No, they live in a parking spot. They had Christmas lights around their tent <laughs> for, up. Was it for Christmas? For Christmas. That's kind of, now that's kind of sweet. They had Santa Claus hats on. They put their decorations up before I did and took them down at a responsible date on January 2nd. <laughs> and I was like, these people have a shit together. Except that they pee in a bag and throw it in my dumpster and do crystal meth. But otherwise, <laughs> they're that. just like us. But they... I call the police all the time. The police come. They came one night. They've taken the woman away a million times when she's OD'd. And then the next morning, she's there in her mattress in bed in the tent. It's crazy. But the homeless, the cops They have a mattress in the tent? Yeah. Is it like a camping mattress or is it like a mattress mattress? They have a big mattress and sometimes they sleep outside on the Uh mattress and sometimes they like shove it in the tent. It's not a memory mattress, is it? (laughs) Probably. Oh, no. Like with astronaut foam? Tempur-Pedic. Yeah. Does it have? <laughs> is it the kind that Garrison Keillor's always talking about with the select comfort with the sleep yeah, numbers? Yeah, they have it's reclining. <laughs> That's usually what they fight <laughs> the, the about. The husband's when like, high. "I'm a five, and she's a fucking whore." <laughs> <laughs> I can jump up and down on the bag of meth on the bed, and it doesn't spill. But yeah, so the cops came and they pull up and I hear the cops and this is, I had called them because he was saying, I'm going to murder you to his wife. (laughs) And I said, like, I can see them smoking, probably crack and, you know, they're yelling this. And the cops give me such a hard time. The dispatcher's like, can you go outside and verify that it's crack that they're smoking? And I'm like, no, I can't do that. That's why the cops should come. And they're like, well, what's the murder weapon? And I'm like, I don't know. He's saying he's going to kill her. What's the murder weapon? Yeah, they want to know. what he's. <laughs> it's the candlestick. Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's in the library. <laughs> like when you see, like when you can identify the murder weapon, isn't the murder coming very soon after? <laughs> yeah, when yeah. You, it, you know, he's like, he's like, any second now, this knife <laughs> that I'm see. pointing at. I just think it's one of those things where I'm so old fashioned. I thought you just call the police and if there's any sort of like, I don't know what this is. Can you check it out? Like, right, I don't yeah. have to have all the facts, but I guess they come so much. So they came and the guy pulls up and the woman had run away and the, the cop was <laughs> like, hello, up. Jason, like literally a voice that was so old timey <laughs> that an old timey person would be like, that you, that you actually, when you put your ear up to the window, you could hear the <laughs> of the old timey <laughs> film machine. Yeah. I heard like a Count Basie tune. Like you that. actually couldn't hear his voice. It was just all of a sudden all you could see was a title card with quotes and like a little filigreed outline around it. He was in black and white. Well, yeah. his car really was. But yeah, and then the guy was like, oh, that wasn't me. That was someone else. And they, they just left. <laughs> so that was someone else threatening to murder my wife. And the cop goes, oh, okay, buddy. Do you have enough food for the night? And he's like, yeah, my wife's getting hot dogs at 7-Eleven. He's like, oh, you guys take care of I now and drives up. He's just like, <laughs> he went that away. Yes, yes. That's so funny. I always think that in my head. Yes. And so 
that's what happened. And they still live in the tent. And then I woke up three hours later, and he was. That's when he was asking the million dollar question: Are you a cunt? Are you a whore? And then that was it. And so that happened. Have you ever heard a res? Let me ask you this: Have you ever heard a resolution to that question? Like, is she ever like whore? Okay, whore. <laughs> I think she has. She's playing it really strategically, and she doesn't answer it, and that's what uh-huh. keeps them together. She's sort of like North Korea type of relationship. She's <laughs> yeah. like she's angling. You know, sometimes she gets high when he's not there. Yeah, you know, yeah, and that'll you know escalate tensions, and but, then you just don't hear from her for. But a while. she's really just playing for trying to get hot dogs from the Seven <laughs> Eleven. I wonder if she buys. I don't know. She it's just, just wants crazy. the sanctions lifted. But she lives. They live in a parking space, like an employee parking space of a restaurant. They live in back of a restaurant, and so they steal the electricity from the restaurant. And what are they like powering? I mean, other than the Christmas lights when the, when the season comes around. What's you know those enormous spotlights? Well, they have those Easter eggs, those big <laughs> inflatable Easter things. Yeah, they have a huge spotlight. Wait, you mean like for a Hollywood premiere? Not the kind no, that's like yeah, launched but, into the sky, but like, like yeah, for like when you go like a night bat. like a night little league game. Yeah, they, they have get something like that. Depot. Yeah, um, I don't know yeah. why they have it, but they have it attached to their garbage can, which sits out front like their minivan it's really weird and then they have their um i thought i saw george foreman grill but it's a hibachi (laughs) which i think they just use fire for but yeah they've got electricity (laughs) they just use fire (laughs) those quaint little homeless people so it just makes me crazy like i feel like that's bad for the restaurant i don't know i just get scared because my boyfriend has seen them selling drugs to teenagers and that breaks my heart too so they're always lined up outside the tent so i just feel like they need hibachi money Right. Someday if I come home, we have to get the we, we have to find a way to cook these portobello mushroom burgers. <laughs> Champagne is expensive, <laughs> but I just if I come home one day, I, I trust the say. homeless. You but. know, you know, meth is cheap, but champagne is expensive. <laughs> we have a caviar taste. What is that? Champagne lifestyle and yeah. caviar dreams or something. Beer budget. Yeah. But they, uh, I just, what if I'm walking through the alley one night to go home and someone jumps me or the homeless people aren't there to sell them drugs and they're in a rage? Don't you think the homeless people would, I get the impression that the homeless people would protect you. Well, that's what I think. And I think the irony is if I keep pushing for them to get out of there, that the night that they're gone, I'm going to get like mugged in the alley and the irony would have been that they would have protected me. Right. They would have jumped out and been like, that's our girl. Because they would have had superhuman meth strength. <laughs> That's true. And just, Wiry muscle. Just rage. I don't think they like me, though. And I found out my upstairs neighbor gives them money. And that's what oh. made me crazy. Do, they, do you think that they might not like you because you uh, call the cops on them three days a week? They don't know it's me. Oh. I never make it. You know, I never go out there on the phone. Or I never say I'm calling the cops. I just try to make it seem like... Do they it just happen? Does it do when you call the like the dispatchers? Do they know you at this point? Are they like, oh, Jen Kirkman's homeless people again? <laughs> I don't think they do because it's always a different person. But then I switch off. I make my boyfriend call. But the night I saw that freaking Keystone cops routine, I called back and I was like, listen, <laughs> my understanding is that cops should always be suspicious and ready to search something. So you're telling me if you see someone living in a tent that has been threatening murder, that you can just drive off and be like, good night, buddy. And they were like, yep, they can do whatever they want. They need probable cause to search the tent. And yeah. I'm like, what about the fact that it's just on public property? Yeah. Like, it's not public it's property. Not it's private. And if someone wants to let them live there, they can. That's intense. Have you ever thought about pursuing a non-police resolution? I'm like, like uh, 
um, you know, multilateral talks or <laughs> my dad was like, you call one of those news channels and you get them to do a story on it. And I'm Is like, that how your dad talks. That's how I imitate him. And how my whole family <laughs> now imitates him. It's like a working class Boston accent. But it sounds it Irish. It sounded vaguely Slavic to me. <laughs> no, it's there's you no guys. accent at all. <laughs> but he just what are you doing? I, I'll tell you right now. Say I can't really do it, but he has a weird accent. But but I'm like, but I live in L.A. Like there are way more exciting news stories. Did going you know on that there? Los Angeles has the lowest ratio of police to residents of any major city in the United States? I don't doubt it. I never see these. It's insane. Guys. I, I, all I, all the only police I ever see in Los Angeles are hovering over my building at two o'clock in the morning in a helicopter, <laughs> which I guess <laughs> says, probably you. says more. Yeah. Protecting me, I guess. But like w- w- it, it not only do they have the least number of police officers, but obviously Los Angeles is one of the least dense major cities in the mm-hmm. United States. So each police officer has to cover a 27 square mile area or something like that. Yeah. So I can imagine, how long does it take them to get, if you call the police on, on a, uh, you know, a threatened murder issue, yeah. how long does it take them to come? One night it took three hours and one night, the other night it only took 20 minutes. Do you have to stay up know. and wait? Or do I, they go straight I, to the tent? I don't. They I, they know where to go. They tell them like the exact location of the alley. Mm-hmm. One time I did call and I fell asleep. And three hours later they came and the dispatcher called back and was like, can you go outside and meet the policemen? They don't see anyone there and they're upset that they had to come out. And I was like, well, they came three hours late. It was like we got in this <laughs> argument and I was just throwing anything out I had. I was like, they put crystal meth in our trees because where they used to hide their stash. Uh-huh. And then the dispatcher goes, how do you know what crystal meth looks like? It was like oh, being interrogated by my wow. mother. So, yeah. But my dad wants me to call a news show. And I think all of our mothers have accused us of knowing what crystal meth looks like. <laughs> Actually, one time when I, was, uh, when I was a teenager, and like just for your context, like I've never been a drug user at all or even a drinker. And uh, one time my dad... Uh, was just going ape shit in my room, and I came down. And he starts screaming at me like, "What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? Is this something?" And he named a drug that I I had never heard of at the time. And I went to an arts high school, so I was you know reasonably familiar with the range of drugs that were available. And um, yeah, he just something 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 you know like some weird you know peyote like hallucinogen or something <laughs> like that <laughs> something that he did a lot are of you trying to find your spirit animal <laughs> and, and it was fucking turkey jerky it was i swear to god it was a bag Weird. of turkey jerky and it was did like it have a, a logo on it no it was in i admittedly it was in like a ziploc bag okay, but it was well. in a ziploc bag because i had brought it to school in my lunch and then not eaten it but then not wanted to throw it away because i really like turkey jerky Oh, that's so, so innocent. And, and he like, dad. God, what a tra- what a terrible trauma. I swear, my my uh, younger brother, it like, is, it still has like scarred him. Like my <laughs> younger brother, who's maybe like eight nine years younger than me. How much younger than me is he? I'm 25. He's eight years younger than me. Yeah. Um, he, he's still scarred by it. Like he'll bring it up to me. Like remember the time Dad was like screaming at you because he thought he found drugs in your room, but it was turkey jerky. What did, what was the apology to that like? Like what? Like how do you make that oh, up to your kid? Or you- I don't know. My dad's not really that good at that. My dad's uh, one of the things about my dad is he's really a work in progress. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? For good and for ill. He's a good man. Sure. You know what I mean? But trying, yeah. trying hard to keep it together. Well, here's the thing. I mean, uh, most, admittedly, most people who are, a, a, who are as, a, you know, as bright as I am and as much of a fuck up as I was in uh, middle school and uh, high school uh, use a lot of drugs. 
I'm, you know, I mean, that's usually what the problem is, I think. Like, I just didn't do any homework. I thought you just confessed that you did. Oh, no, 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 no. I think think it would would not be unreasonable for my dad to, like, look at my modeled academic record and my, uh, in relationship to, like, my SAT scores or something like that and be like, ah, Jesse's on something. the drug. Yeah, yeah. The thing about my dad, strange man, kind heart, Mm. uh, always trying to get better, kind of crazy. Yeah. And he diddled so many drugs, so many different drugs and did them so enthusiastically over the period oh, of that's like, what, okay, yeah. you know, I think he yeah. started using drugs maybe when he was like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. and then just pretty much used them continuously until he was uh, 40. That's you know, what it is. Until around when I came on the scene, I guess a little younger than 40, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's really intense. But you were saying your, do your parents have the same kind of concerns about, did they have the same kind of concerns about you? Well, yeah, my sisters are 10 and 14 years older than me and they grew up in the seventies and eighties. So, and my sister had this interesting thing where in her high school, the jocks were also the druggies, which oh. was a totally different vibe, more like days to confuse where like the it, jocks smoked pot and that's interesting. did in a my, little coke. In my high school, the students were the druggies. <laughs> What do you mean? Like I went to oh. an arts high school, so it was <laughs> oh, just... Oh, everybody was. Yeah. Yeah, it was like like that. For, so they were, on, they did do drugs, mushrooms, whatever. My parents found it all in their rooms. And I was like a theater nerd. And for me, I just was like drinking coffee and maybe smoking cigarettes was really exciting for me. So I never clove, drank. Clove cigarettes. Oh, if I had known about what that was. My model was like James Dean. So I didn't know what, you know, any of the stuff. But yeah, they used to think I was on drugs all the time because I was, I was falling asleep. But that was just because I like to stay up all night. And my mom didn't know what drugs were. So she would go, are you on cocaine? You're falling asleep. And I'm like, that's not what it does. <laughs> but then I did smoke pot once in college. And they found out somehow. And my dad was picking me up to take me home for the summer. And he's like, your mother's in bed face down. She's real mad at you. And I'm like, why? How did they find out that you smoke? I don't understand. I did like- this dumb thing in the dorm where you could send, you could stay an extra week in the dorms mm-hmm. just to hang out with your friends. Right. But you had to send all your stuff home. Mm-hmm. And I had a, written a note to someone like, I don't see what the big deal of pot is because I never could get high. And I smoked it enough to try and I just couldn't. Right. And um, they read it. And my mom wow. was like freaking out. She didn't even like notice the part where I was like, where you didn't get high and didn't yeah, like and I don't it. care." And um, she was really sad because she she just thinks it's like pot heroin, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then my dad was like, ah, "What was it like?" Because he is the greenskeeper of a golf course, and he's like, "The kids grow it on the course. I can't tell what it looks like, so I just tell them, you know, don't grow it in, in where anyone can see it." <laughs> <laughs> so my dad kind of wanted to know what it was like, and he was like, "I don't care." And then my mom was just. It was awful. That's really, you know, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's family has this odd uh, situation where my girlfriend is the eldest of the family Uh and she's exceptionally, she was exceptionally good. I mean, just like you really couldn't ask for a better daughter than my girlfriend. Just nice, really did well in school, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, didn't, was never a partier, but was also not a nerd, like really like. And you really couldn't add, but just had the hardest time with her parents because her parents are um, also really wonderful people, but just like really wanted her to be grow up to be good or something. You know yeah. what I mean? And then her younger sister, who's just uh, three, I think three years younger than we are, uh, is just 
just does whatever she wants at any given time. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like my girlfriend was always, you know, I don't know, like 10, 10 o'clock curfews and that kind yeah. of thing. And then, uh, her, this one's her, just firing guns into the air. Exactly. <laughs> like, like she, she was like, she had a big freak out in college <laughs> and, um, had to go to the hospital. And I don't know, man, I don't mean to suggest that she's like, that her life is a mess or anything. Cause she t- it totally isn't. She's totally like a responsible member of society and everything. But like, she did all of these things that, you know, like, I guess a lot of college students and high school students do, yeah. you know, I mean, just smoked a lot of pot and like did a lot of crazy stuff. And, you know, once had a big freak out and it was like, completely un didn't phase my girlfriend's parents as far as i could i mean may, i'm sure it did yeah but outwardly like my girlfriend is is getting in trouble for um you know even considering the word alcohol mm-hmm. you know saying it publicly or something and it was really it's I, odd the way that like happens that with me yeah because you think the youngest they'd let you do anything like, right like your girlfriend's little sister but for me it was like i took ballet piano i was in musical theater i was in like drama club i was reading i was in a band i was so busy i was so motivated and like good grades was not was just a theater nerd and they were like so suspicious all the time and it was like crazy i couldn't stay out past 10 at night and my friends would watch saturday night live every saturday and they wouldn't let me watch it with them i had to go home and watch it with them it was just like a nightmare i couldn't do anything anything ever i just what happened when i was in high school is that i just um i just think that i i remember fighting just all the time with my dad yeah and i had kind of gotten over fighting with my mom my parents are divorced and i had kind of gotten over fighting with my mom like in middle school like i think at some point my mom just kind of gave up on fighting with me yeah uh, but i just fought with my dad all the time and i was thinking like why was that and it was just because I just ignored everything that he asked me to do or like anything. Like I just ignored it. Like not like I was a bad kid because I totally wasn't a bad kid. But I just decided at some point, like when I was like 15, that I would only do things for whatever reasons occurred to me to do them. Weird. I don't know why. I mean, it was just, I I mean, it was kind of a jerk move on my part. I mean, (laughs) I think my dad's uh, reactions were probably somewhat outsized, but um, yeah, yeah. like I just remember like my dad decided I was going to have a curfew and it wasn't like a crazy curfew. It was like 12 or 1230 or something, Holy you know, shit. and um, I, was, I just didn't, I just decided not to do it. So you were like, I'm coming home at 11 or you mean I'm coming home at two? Yeah, I just came home at two. Like I just kind of ignored it. And I was and then when my dad would get angry at me, I would just be like, you know what, dad, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I'm I'm, you know, like uh, I actually like my girlfriend. Like I should have done that. Not getting anybody pregnant. And then he would be kind of out of ammo. I mean, not that that would stop him. My dad's got a bit of a bulldog mentality, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, I should have done that. I'm jealous. On the, uh, the downside of that is I also had that approach to doing homework, uh, which is how I ended up, <laughs> which is how I ended up at uh, one of the uh, lesser University of California institutions. I was going to say that's how I ended up podcasting. Yeah, exactly. That's how I ended up a professional <laughs> podcaster. La, la, la. Welcome back to Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Joining us is uh, Carol from Connecticut. Carol, say hi to the good people. Hi. Uh, Carol is, uh, works in an accounting firm. 
That's all the information I know about Carol, besides her name is Carol and she works at an accounting firm in Connecticut. I can infer a lot of things about her from that. Like what? Uh, hair in bun. Uh-huh. And also Ziggy calendar. <laughs> Boom, right? Exactly. Yes. Jordan, if there's one thing you know, it's people. I have people. one of those little green visors on, too. That to... <laughs> <laughs> For when you sit in front of your adding machine. Yes. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, and with us also, Jim Real, the master of Would You Rather. Say hi to the good people, Jim. Howdy, guys. Now, we're going to play a little round of Would You Rather. Here's the basic rules. Jim is going to give the three of us two choices. Um, they can be anything, good or bad. Uh, we will then ask questions to clarify those two choices and make our selections which we would rather have or do. Uh, Jim is the master of Would You Rather, is capable of answering any question about the two choices. And uh, when we've all made our selections, Jim, the master of Would You Rather, will tell us whether we were correct or incorrect. Jim, what's this week's Would You Rather? Okay. Would you rather rely on hunting and gathering as your sole, as your sole source of food or... Would you rather have coarse sandpaper hands? Mm. Wow, sandpaper hands, huh? Jeez Louise. By sandpaper hands, do you mean that they're really dry or like literally sandpaper? Literally coarse sandpaper hands. Would they, would they have the effect of sandpaper? Like, okay, here's an important question. Would I have the same kind of tactile senses that I have now? Yes, yes, you would. And would they would they move like real hands? Like, would I be able to do the same stuff that I could do with my soft, buttery hands that I have right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when I, I should clarify, when I say buttery hands, that's only when I've been rubbing butter on them, which I did do this morning. Jim, I'd like to talk about the hunting and the gathering. Now, yeah. do I still have... Um, I have still have use of my kitchen, right? Like, I still have use of... You know, pots and pans, uh, you know, gas stove, micro- totally. microwave, yeah. that sort of thing? Yes, yes. Let me ask you this question, Jim. Does stealing fruit from, uh, like, a bodega or corner store, like when, when it's on display in the front, like if I just grabbed an orange and ran, would that count as gathering? <laughs> yes, it would. Really? Okay. Yeah. So stealing at all would count as gathering? But you wouldn't be able to purchase. Uh, so I could just. I guess I'm yeah, just trying yeah. to get at. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can. I mean, technically, stealing is is a form of of, of gathering. Uh, but but you isn't know, that you just would, what what the ancient people did? They stole from nature. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. But you would, you know, but 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 you would be, uh, you know, living your life as a as a as a thief. Um, so that <laughs> that that could have its its, its consequences. I'm sure. What about if somebody say took me out to dinner? Yeah, you, you couldn't. You couldn't eat the food. You, you. All, what if all the, I just the grabbed food. it and ran? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. Not going to This one's really tough. Wow, these aren't. These aren't. Both of these are pretty rough choices. Yeah. One of them, literally. Usually, uh, there's one that I can like. I could live with, but this one, I don't know. Gee. I'm. I'm going through a, a very dark phase. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, wow, Carol, do you have any? Do you have any more things that you need that kind of need clarification for I'm you? Thinking, I can't think of any other questions. Now, right now, do you think, Jim, when you say sandpaper hands, not only would they be rough, but they're literally like sandpaper. Like they if look I like sandpaper. Oh, that's a good question. Do they? Yes, yeah. You're, you're, you are, you are sandpaper hands. Is it your? It's so it's your whole hand, like up to your wrist, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That would be useful if you were like a, a home renovator. You could, <laughs> if yeah. you were, say, Ty Pennington from Extreme Home Makeover. <laughs> yeah. What a coincidence! I am Ty Pennington from Extreme <laughs> yeah. Home Makeover. I find that most people are Ty Pennington from Extreme Home Makeover, except you, Jordan. You're Bob Vila. It's true. Um. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Masturbating is a concern. <laughs> Gosh, I hadn't even thought of that. I was thinking of, of uh, I had thought of pleasuring a woman. Yeah. But right. I, I hadn't thought of masturbating. That but really is an issue. kind of a glove. Like, could could or, you? Or I guess I, yeah, I guess, yeah, glove is, a, is an option. Wooden penis also an option. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You think wooden penis is an option in any context, Jordan? Yeah. Admit it, Jim. Can, would it be acceptable for for you to for one to wear gloves, say kid leather gloves? Yeah, you can you can wear any kind of glove you want. That's totally fine. Hmm. What if you could get surgery to like get skin put on your hands? No, you... can't do it. No, <laughs> no false skin surgery. Uh, like a skin graft, right? That's a yeah. That's like you know a, how they they replace that woman's face or something. You can maybe you can maybe drip wax on on your hands. I guess <laughs> that would be weird. That would be kind of <laughs> the closest. Yeah, you, but only if Mickey Rourke does it. What's that mean? I don't. Okay, nah, don't worry about fair it. Fair enough. Um. Okay. Wow. I guess it's time to. Well, I can I ask one more question? Okay. When you say that I have to be a hunter-gatherer, I can't cultivate food? No, no. I mean, I, I, was, I, I was thinking, should I throw in any type of agriculture uh, aspect you know, in, in, in the ways of a, of a vegetable garden? But no, you, you, you cannot do that. You, uh, you have to, um, you know, while you're out uh, you know, hunting, if, if there happens to be you know, you know, someone's apple tree or something, you can certainly... Can I go, Jim, can I go to the food bank? Yeah, no, can you, you can. bag food? No, no. Oh, man. I know because when I worked at a church, there was a food bank, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll just give you a bunch of food at the food bank. Like, no matter, there's no, like, check process or anything. They'll just give you a big old pile of food. So I was hoping that I had found a loophole, but apparently not. You could do that thing where you, like, order a pizza, and then you don't go pick it up, and you wait for them to throw it out. You know how they always <laughs> <laughs> the that in the movie? <laughs> That's a good plan, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> You've really got this one licked. <laughs> Wait until it lands in the dumpster. Yes, and then you go get it. Okay. I, it happened in like Funky Winker Bean once. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't have a Ziggy calendar? Um, okay, so I mean, here's here's the thing. I, I mean, I think it seems like the main concern for having sandpaper hands, like really the only... You know, like the key drawback I could see are things like things sexual, things romantic, right? Yeah. I mean, is that 
I mean, is there anything else that you're it would grotesque. be? grotesque. Well, yeah, well, you're, you're grotesque. physically grotesque. Well, I mean, you yeah. you wear gloves most of the time. It's uh-huh. okay. You're the weird glove guy, whatever. But like, uh-huh. that I could deal with that. You could move to a colder climate where where it's appropriate to wear gloves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, you could get like, what if you got like flesh toned latex gloves <laughs> yeah well that's what i was thinking yeah just for like everyday use and you could just claim you had bad burns mm-hmm. that's true um but i mean what is more like what is more detrimental to the to one's romantic life saying like oh well you know i hope you have a tough hide <laughs> i have sandpaper hands or <laughs> i have to kill all my own food like <laughs> granted you know, granted, there you know there are there are x amount of women who will be turned off by sandpaper hands, but I, I imagine that's way more than say those who are okay with me killing and eating a pigeon. Yeah, like you know, so I think it's just kind of you know, yeah, from a female perspective, yeah, I so, wouldn't mind if a guy had to do it with gloves on, but <laughs> like, I don't think any of us would mind. In fact, most of us would find that at least a little bit exciting. Yeah, you can pretend I'm a World War One flying ace. You could never. <laughs> Tell her. That'll make you could pretend that's like your kinky thing. Oh right, yeah, no, exactly, absolutely. <laughs> and I imagine you know that while it'll be tough to find someone who would tolerate that, um, you could. I mean, they the, really loved you for you, right? Exactly. That, but the hunting and the gathering seems like it would just be you know uh, uh, an unjumpable hurdle. So I am going to say I'm going to go ahead and weigh in sandpaper hands. I'm I'm going to um, I'm Jordan. I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, here's my reasoning. Um, I have a lot of gloves <laughs> and no hunting ability at all. S- yeah. So I think that if I was forced to hunt and gather, um, I would be worried that what would happen is I would be forced to steal produce from, uh, you know, bodegas, corner stores and, you know, farmers markets and, um, that I would eventually be caught, put in prison uh, where there's v- relatively little hunter- hunting and yeah, gathering yeah. possible. I mean, I might be able to trap a rat or something like that. Oh, yuck. Um, <laughs> oh can you eat garbage? Can you eat garbage? That's a good question. I mean, I'm George. not changing my answer, but... That's what I was driving at with the order of pizza. Let me throw the dumpster thing. As long as it's not your garbage. <laughs> Oh, see, that's interesting because I know that there are people who do eat a lot of food from the garbage. <laughs> you guys are you guys are really straying here. I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, I, I made my decision. I'm sorry I brought up the whole garbage thing. Okay. Same okay. paper right. hands. Yeah, paper I mean, hands. at the core of this issue for me is the fact that I've got four or five pairs of beautiful gloves that I've bought at estate sales. And now that I live in Los Angeles, I never have occasions to wear them. So, um, you know, it's really would be an opportunity for me as much as anything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my girlfriend loves me. I think she would understand. And I would probably, you know, develop some new technique for uh, self-pleasure or onanism. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say sandpaper hands. Carol, what are you thinking? I agree with both you and Jordan. Um, I, first of all, I love cooking and baking and food is like it's something it's like what i like to do on the weekends i you know like i just baked my coworkers a whole mess of cupcakes like i can't imagine not being it like that would just suck i don't did they have, have pictures of ziggy on the top no 
Andy Cap. <laughs> Love is. When you said funky winter bean, all I could think of was like, was that you were probably you probably enjoyed reading the comic that that runs in the sports section? No, no, you know that one with like the with, baseball pitcher. I was actually homeschooled in high school, and we used to like that was what we did at lunch was we read the comics like from our paper, <laughs> and we joked about like the the ones that were a little. Like, it was because was Carol was it because your parents had a religious conviction um, in the sense that they uh, worshipped Funky Winter Bean. <laughs> I, I don't want to go into it, but similar to that, yes. Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> so it, it sounds like everyone has uh, reached yeah. a, uh, a verdict. Jim, did you know that when we die, we go to live with Little Nemo in Slumberland? <laughs> <laughs> I should have never said that. It was just the only place I could think of it happening. <laughs> Jim, I want to tell I you just... the good news about Hagar the Horrible. <laughs> I thought those were all urban myths. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the liberal media wants you to believe. But but trust me, Jim, Hagar is very real, and he lives in your heart. Would you like to come over to one of our meetings? We've got a huge pile of Dagwood sandwiches. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Jim. I, we didn't mean okay. to steal your thunder okay, with our talk of cartoon religion. Let's just, let's just wrangle it in here. I don't mean to get all crazy cat on you. Uh, so from what I what, what I'm hearing from you guys is that this is uh, this is it, it sounds like this is the third straight would you rather where uh, where, where the panel has reached a uh, unanimous decision. Yeah, I believe uh, that's yeah. correct. It's really remarkable. Usually it's a usually it's split. Yeah, yeah. Usually, gee. Um, okay. Well, I uh, I want to I want to tell you guys that uh, unfortunately you're all unanimously wrong. Oh wow! I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, what you what you didn't see is that uh, as a as a hunter gatherer, all of your senses will be sharpened, <laughs> and your peers will uh, respect you for living off the land. <laughs> and, and, and it will and it, it will certainly be a, a dramatic boost to your confidence. <laughs> wow! Wow! Even wow. even living here in the in the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's there are plenty of uh, of uh, private game reserves uh, in uh, in in uh, in Southern California that that you can uh, that you can visit. Um, you know, every every uh, every couple weeks or so. There's a lot of wild taro root that we can dig up. Maybe some yucca trees. Yeah. Wow, Jim. Relocate. I that's that's really a surprise. Thank you for uh, teaching us that lesson. Yeah, well, uh, um, th- thank you all for playing. Uh, and uh, Carol, thanks for being on Would You Rather. You'll win some prize that I think of later. All right, thanks. <laughs> if you want to play Would You Rather with uh, me and Jordan and the master of Would You Rather, just email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. La, la, la. Welcome back to Jordan, Jesse Go, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. From MaximumFun.org. That's our time for this week's Jordan, Jesse Go program. I hope you enjoyed uh, the time that we spent with our pal Jen Kirkman. I feel like I, I want to make sure that people know she's got a brand new CD out. It's called Self Help. 
Uh, you can buy it at a special thing.com. It's a totally independent production and really exciting because the idea of an independent comedy label that's really run for the benefit of the comedians is really cool. And it only costs 10 bucks. Yeah. And, and it's hilarious. Money well spent. She is, uh, she's one of the funniest comics uh, in Los Angeles. And, uh, and you will enjoy the record, I, I guarantee. So if you, click on, if you go to a specialthing.com and click on the picture of her CD in the upper right-hand corner, that's where you can find it. Um, that's about all the time we have for Jordan, Jesse, Go. Uh, here's our action items for this week. Uh, number one, we're still working on what do you think constitutes a grown-up? Uh, do you have some kind of point system? Uh, do you think there are certain qualities that make you a grown-up? Uh, and in the age-related area, what do you think is a good way to be when you are old? What kind of old person do you want to be? How, what old people do you admire? And when I say old, I mean elderly. See what I'm talking about? Yes. AARP plus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Plus. Assisted living, maybe? I don't know. Just throwing some ideas out there. 206-984-4FUN is the, is the Sound of Young America hotline. 206-984-4FUN. And, of course, if you want to play a future Would You Rather You Can, just give us a call or drop us an email at jjgo at maximumfun.org. And uh, if you have a personal dispute, uh, small or big, that you think might be solved by Judge John Hodgman, send that along to us, jjgo at MaximumFun.org. Is there anything else we need to say? Uh, high five contest still continues. And Chiwetel Ojefor Or Jaimon Hansu. That's on the Sound of Young America forum at MaximumFun.org slash forum. And if you have strong opinions in the matter, give us a call and tell us why. 206-984-4-F-U-N. And we will see you next week. Production of Jordan Jesse Go this week was supported by our new sponsor, Project Breakout. They're sort of like a cross between American Idol and YouTube, looking for stars in areas of expertise from dance to comedy. This week, Project Breakout launches its first ever competition. They're looking for the next big viral video star. Submit your videos at projectbreakout.com by March 2nd, and you could win $500. You'll hear more about our partnership with Project Breakout in the future, but for now, start uploading.